every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We usually do this a little earlier in the show, but... Uh, we had an open spot at five, so we thought we'd do a little what's going on here, check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Um, brought to you today by Jimmy's Flowers. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming fast, and uh, we know here at the big show that flowers make the perfect gift. Place your order today uh, before the big rush and get those flowers delivered. Jimmy's Flowers with locations in Ogden, Layton, and Bountiful. Also, Jimmy'sFlowers.com. That's our good friends at Jimmy's Flowers. All right, Gordo, you ready for a little what's going on? Yes, I am. All right, let's uh, start things off with DJ and PK and uh, their convo, uh, or part of it anyway, with Joe Ingles. So uh, I think the question everybody wants to ask, with the uh, you, you had the Ironman streak, it was really impressive, it's over, and I don't think it would have ended unless the injury was really pretty serious, because you would have played through it like you played through a bunch of other little stuff that we probably don't know about. But this must be serious, and now you're going to miss a, a third game out of four. So what's going on with the Achilles? What does it look like? How does it feel? What are they telling you? Everybody wants to know it all, Joe. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think first off is the street thing obviously got talked about a lot. And I mean, as you guys know, and people close to me, and then obviously within the, the organization, I've, I've never done anything for for a record or a, a stat or, or anything like that. So, I mean, it was, uh, I'd always said, um, basically, since I've, like, since I can remember, like, if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. And that's, um, just what I, I live by. Um, I, I know, I've said it before, like I know there's 20,000 people and 19,999 are, are there to see Donovan and Rudy and, and probably Quinn and whoever else, but I know there's some kids out there that, that are watching, if whether it's from Australia or it's my family or my own children or, or Renee or, or whoever's watching, so I've always wanted to, to be out there for, for whoever's there kind of supporting me and um I'd always said until the, the professionals, until Mike Elliott and, and his group, um, the, the health guys, kind of looked me in the eye and told me, like, you need to rest or you need to sit or, or whatever. I, I and, and I could tell um, I've known Mike. Mike Elliott's the kind of head of uh, health and performance, um, that side of things, and um, been with him for years now, kind of four or five years, and, and I knew when he looked at me and, and was telling me, um, I knew it was kind of a bit more serious than other conversations we've had in the past. Because there's been times that I, other players might have sat, I should have maybe sat. Um, but like I said, if I can get out there, I, I want to be out there. And obviously an Achilles or something, probably a little bit more serious. So, um, yeah, it's just been, I mean, honestly, it, it's probably not as bad as what people kind of assume and think because I missed the game, but it is something that's been bothering me for a little while and um, I guess just trying to get on top of it instead of, 
I think the last thing I want to do for me and for the team and for everybody is like play two games, sit one, play three, sit two, play four, sit two. Like it's just, uh, I want to be 100% healthy um, or, or as close to as possible. And like I said, with an Achilles, it's it's probably a little different than having a, a banged up arm or, or quad or something like that. So, um, yeah, we're... Um, I'm happy to to be getting it better. I feel I've, I've felt better every day. I obviously played in Detroit, I think it was, and um, thought I was alright, but it, it pulled up a little bit. Saw that next morning, so just going to um, yeah take the time and get on top of it. I don't know what that means for timetable wise, but I'll just listen to, like I said, listen to Mike and his team and and do what they tell me to do every day been an interesting season so far just barely getting into it you know you had the two tough losses in new york and then everybody's writing you off and then you rally and beat a great bucks team and now you've won a few in a row here and so the arrows pointing up how do you explain where you were in new york and then you go to milwaukee and you look completely different as a team yeah i mean it's it's obviously frustrating because i think um I was just talking about it with someone the other day, but I think our record right now probably is exactly kind of how we've been playing. Like we've had some really, really good games, um, which you kind of highlighted there, and and we've had some some games that we just haven't played well. And obviously, the the good thing about it is, uh, uh, like uh, I mean, you guys know, and, and and a lot of fans that um, that know uh, know the game and and how we want to play. You just kind of look at it. We weren't we weren't playing the way we expect to play and the way we we think we should play every night. Um, so those losses are as frustrating as it is, and, and we've probably talked about it over the last couple of years. Like it's where we can watch the tape and, and watch ourselves and watch bits and pieces and know what we're what we're not doing. Um, and I think a part of it, obviously, we've highlighted we we and talked a lot about we, we've wanted to to shoot more threes and we're playing a little bit faster probably than the past. But um, regardless of whether we're shooting well or not, we, I believe we've got a team that can win if we're shooting well or not. We, we've got a two great defensive centers, obviously, that kind of anchor us, and then we, with our our starters um, very well balanced, and then the guys coming off the bench. Like I, I really like the group we've got. And, um, so we shouldn't, we don't have to, and we shouldn't have to just rely on the shooting. But I think when you combine those two together, and we're playing the right way offensively, we're moving the ball, everyone's getting touches, we're we're breaking the paint, kind of kicking them out if we don't have a finish. We've got too many shooters to to not make shots in, in a game. So unless we're we're all off um, on the offensive end, shooting wise, and and we're not locked in defensively, we'll we'll have some rough nights. But when we are, we've we've obviously proven um, in whatever XYZ game that um, that we can play and match it with, with anyone. Joe Ingles, that was actually uh, from last week, but I thought some good comments uh, delivered by Joe right there on a number of different topics. And, you know, the, the whole streak was a thing, certainly, Gordon, but, uh, you know, long-term health for this team. He's he, Joe's got a role that needs to be played, so better safe than sorry. And it's given me Aoni an opportunity to get some productive minutes. Right, and that is a different kind of injury that I think you need to be very careful with, and he mentioned that. And I thought it was interesting to hear Joe talk about the confidence he has about the team as a whole, that it is a whole team now. And what did he say at the end there? He got too many shooters not to shoot the ball well? It reminded me of DJ. Too many shots, uh, not enough shooters? Too many shots to go around for all the shooters? (laughs) 
however you put it. Not enough shots to go around for all the shooters? Is that what it was? Something like that. I haven't heard that in a while. Shooters. 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 Too many shooters. Too many shots. Not enough shots to go around for all the shooters. 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 Too many shooters. Too many shots. Not enough shots to go around for all the shooters. Not enough shots to go around for all the shooters. <laughs> I don't think that, uh, I don't think DJ was, I mean, sorry. I didn't think that Joe Ingalls was complaining about the number of shooters. And uh, he was and I agree with him, man, that this team has too many good shooters not to not to keep that shooting percentage up uh, at that efficient rate where they've been. Uh, well, they well, they certainly were against the Nuggets. And uh, yeah, I think they're capable of doing that. So the nights when they don't do it, it's like, what the hell just happened? You know, like Scotty would say, yeah, <laughs> we need that one, too. Austin. <laughs> No, no, we don't. Uh, no, again, goes, I love that. That's the best call I've ever the heard. Just happened. It goes back. That's it for the week. It goes back to that game. And, and which game was it, Gordon? It had to be the Knicks because they blew the lead, right? Where the whole team just disappeared in the third yes. quarter. Like uh-huh. everybody just went away. And uh, but I, I said it at the time. I don't. I don't think that's going to be the norm because they do have enough shooting that if somebody is not, you know, hitting it that night, they should have somebody else who can pick up the slack. A lot well, of that has fallen to Jordan Clarkson, and I think he's perfectly suited for the role. It just didn't work in that particular game. Too many right, shooters, too yeah. many shots, not enough shots to go around for all the shooters. Shooters. <laughs> it's not a problem in this case. But the Jazz, it is a problem when none of them are, are hitting their shots. So, that, that you know, you guys make fun of me every time, but that is the key to this season. That's the key. Those shooters making their shots yeah. at a reasonable rate. Obviously, they don't have to make all of them. Nobody can. But they can make a good percentage of them and be efficient. If they are, they win games. Well, I go uh, back. Every to- once in a while, they get outscored when, when shooting the ball well. But that doesn't happen very often, Jake. We can talk about the defense all we want. But when the Jazz are on top of it offensively, they win. Yeah, I know, but when I think of of uh, well, it's, 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 sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. It reminds me of when my good friend Gordon Monson said to to Jim Boylan, "Why did it go in, or why didn't it go in? Was it the schemes?" <laughs> Was that what it reminds you of? Every time, every time, because it's so that's so well. Ball didn't go in the hoop, or ball went in the hoop. <laughs> it leads me to say, well, why? Was it the schemes? <laughs> Was it was it uh, the open shots? Was it the pass? Was it the way the offense works? Was it cold in the building? What was the reason for the, uh, oh, for no. the offensive inefficiency, Jim? Ball didn't go in the hoop. Well, why? Why not? Ball didn't go in the hoop. Don't come here once every. Was it the schemes? Were you happy with the schemes? Next question. Coach, you hold Don't come here once every two years and ask those questions. I don't want to hear that from you. I can ask the question. Good. Ask. I'm not answering it. Don't come here once every two years. I don't want to hear that from you. Break. Yeah. I see you to show up. See, it's a make or miss league. Was it the schemes? Was it the other team's defense? I love that rant. It's amazing. They're, one's making such a clown of himself, and the other's just letting him, while still giving some pushback.
But I, I like uh, my friend Gordon's point there. Why not? <laughs> yeah. That ball didn't go in the hoop. It's a great Why question. Not? Was it the schemes? And I like how he declaratively said to you, Gordon, don't come here every two years and ask those questions. And then you said, I can ask the questions. And he said, fine, ask the questions. Uh, he said, fine, but I'm not going to answer it. Something like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I think Utah basketball wishes he could come back. I'm going no. with no. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, but they do have their problems now. I mean, they weren't paying Jim Boylan almost $4 million a year. Uh, let's move on to Hans and Scotty. Tim Lacombe sat in with Hans uh, for a couple of hours. Tim's going to join us um, at the top of the 6 o'clock hour for Jazz Game Night pregame. But uh, those two talked about uh, Tony Ingles. We lost a really, really monumental figure in college basketball here in the state of Utah. Again, on the theme of not getting maybe the attention or the respect or the accolades uh, that he deserved. But Tony Engel passed away. COVID-19 complications over the weekend. His uh, his son, Izzy, who's a high school coach, right? Yeah, Timpanogos High School. At, at Timpanogos. Uh, announced the news on Twitter. And I was uh, a student up at Utah State. Um when the whole one in 25 year happened and Roger Reed was fired and Tony Engel took over the rest of the year and it was miserable. They're losing every game. They're getting embarrassed. But here's this coach working up and down the uh, the uh, the sidelines and working the bench and doing his thing and always positive, always upbeat, always with a joke, trying to make people laugh and making the best out of probably one of the darkest moments of BYU basketball history and did it with grace and did it with class and um, and and really handled himself in a really really well in a difficult situation. And then uh, after Steve Cleveland gets a job, he's not retained. And then he goes on to Kennesaw State and has a remarkable career down there at the uh, what Division Two level. That's right. Yeah, he went to Division Two level there. <clears throat> Did you know him, Scotty? Did you ever I, talk to him? Or? You know, my first time talking to him was when I was producing with uh, Gordon and Buller. We're doing the Big Show, uh, the original Big Show, and they wanted to get him on the air all the time. And so I would call and set up the interviews and, and talk to him a little bit before and after, uh, and then met him one time after, uh, you know, after after that. So I've only met him in person once, talked to him on the phone a bunch of times, but even in those short, small interactions, really loved getting to know him. Yeah, he, he was a, you know, the way I say it, and I, I think it tweeted this out, he was a prince of a guy. Um, you know, he's a guy who was a young a young. Uh, person trying to get into coaching it was uh, I was always so impressed that he had time for everybody and um, it's really kind of one of those things that I've tried to in my own personal life um, you know to to implement those things and and treat everybody well yeah and uh, and really that's what I what what really sticks out about Tony we actually had him our last year we had him come out and speak to our team and um, his story, it, you know, I know he's got a, an autobiography out there, and I would recommend to look that up and get it and read it because um, you want to talk about a guy who was given zero, you know, and, um, you know, he alludes to all of it, and he, he was uh, just an absolute great guy, a phenomenal coach, but his energy and his humor really carried the day. And um, yeah, I was I was so sad. I, I went to a high school basketball game uh, probably mid December, and it was uh, American Fork, who my buddy Ryan Cuff coaches there, and then Izzy, who's a good friend. And so I went to the game, and I stood up on the track above, you know, with our masks on, and Tony was there, and I had the awesome opportunity, and, and thank God I did, 
but Tony and I got to talk for two hours. Yeah. And he had me laughing and he had me crying. And it was never you, when you leave, you say, coach, I love you, man. I learned that, too. If you don't say I love you to people, start saying it. Um, it's not weird. We, we should, especially in this day and age, man, people need to know they're loved. But Tony told everybody he loved him. But I say, hey, coach, I love you. He'd always say, I love you more. <laughs> and you could never get one up on him. But uh, I, I know he he really struggled, you know, with COVID and was on a ventilator and um, it it just took him. So it was really sudden. And uh, my prayers, thoughts to his family's players, former players, all his friends. Um, but like you said, it's just uh, it's a guy that we really can learn a lot from his life. Yeah. If you uh, you get on Twitter and you, you see some of the uh, former players uh, that uh, that played with him and we're talking, you know, 89 to that 96 era, uh, late 80s, early 90s. And, uh, you know, Roger Reed was the face of that uh, of those teams. But Tony Engel was a lot of what made those teams go. And there were some great teams in that era, too. Yeah, you know, he he was the guy who actually went out and got Jeff Chapman to come. Oh, really? Uh, to BYU. Yeah, he had a connection there in Alabama. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, he brought Jeff, and I know they've been close forever. And So anyway, it's uh, it's one of those things that you, you hate to see happen, but uh, bad things happen, and you, you try to figure out how to learn the lesson and, and take the good from it. And certainly there's a lot of good, you know, all good, actually. There, there is, I would imagine there's one person that has a bad thing to say about Tony Engel. Yeah. And just as you, as you mentioned, had nothing, came from nothing, made something uh, work with coaching, something that he loved and something that he was all, uh, I mean, just absolutely loved the game of basketball so much. And uh, again, thoughts with his family as they, as they go through this difficult time and can't wait until we can get this whole COVID nonsense behind us because we're losing too many really good people out of yeah, this Yeah, we sure are. Um, so anyway, like you said, it's uh, not something you want to sit and talk about, you know, uh, but I, I I did, we did want to at least uh, acknowledge it and, and yeah. um, pray for the family. Yeah, Jake, uh, I uh, had the opportunity to go to Tony's house and sit down and talk with him for about half a day. <laughs> and he, uh, I wrote a uh, feature about him that was filled with some of his terrific quotes. And the man was a quote machine. And I read some of them earlier, but let me read you this one. Of course, for those who don't remember, uh, Roger Reed's team, BYU team that year, got off to a one and six start. And then he was let go. And uh, Tony was asked uh, if he wanted to take over the team. And, uh, and he, he agreed to do it, but he said, Roger shot the horse. I dragged it across the finish line. And he did go 0 19 over that span, but his quote, one of the quotes he gave me was, Nobody wants to be E.J. Smith, captain of the Titanic. What Rondo really was asking me was, Tony, do you want to run through a burning house and see if you can make it out alive? I'm not totally crazy, but if there's someone in that burning house who I love, then that's a different story. I loved the school, the team, the players. I wanted to save them. That's why I did it. Well, you read those quotes earlier. They're all really good, and I really appreciated Coach Lacombe's perspective on it all. And, um, you know, a lot of the BYU world out there, and probably the basketball world in general, uh, feeling a little sad today. So. 
Oh, yeah. He was just a, a great character. That's yeah. for sure. All right. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Let's help the good folks out there, Andrew, especially with this very important part of life. Yes, this is an important part of life. And maybe Valentine's Day is, is on uh, a guy's mind right now. It's a little less than a month away. Uh, our treatments, the acoustic wave therapy, reverse erectile dysfunction. And typically, this varies a little bit, but typically two to three weeks. That's what it takes. You do a few short 10-minute treatments. Uh, this technology is placed on the skin in our clinic. It delivers pressure waves into the blood vessels. It agitates them just enough, kind of like breaking down a muscle in the gym, that they build up stronger, wider, and there's more of them. When the timing is right in the bedroom, you'll be amazed at the, at the blood flow, more blood flow. We've helped a lot of guys get off the pill and get back to normal function in the bedroom. Fix the problem. Don't uh, treat the symptom, right? That's exactly right. We think a pill is fixing a problem. It, it's not fixing anything. It's not even looking at the issue. It's just some kind of symptom reliever, some type of Band-Aid, and comes with side effects. And eventually, it loses its effectiveness, whereas our treatment is long-lasting, goes at the actual problem of the erectile dysfunction. 801-901-8000, number to call, 801-901-8000. You're doing a lot for Zone listeners right now. Yeah, we really are. If you're struggling with ED... Give us a call now. You come in. You'll meet with our medical doctor free. He'll do an analysis, an assessment. He'll test your blood vessels. That's a blood flow ultrasound. Really cool to know what your blood flow rating is. Uh, we'll give you a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. Whether you do the treatments or not, all of this is totally free. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll have more big show coming up straight ahead. A little drop of the day right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Today's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus in America too. Big show. This goes out to comedian Paul. I added the comedian Because he's a comedian because free falling. I see. I see what you're getting out there. Uh, songs you uh, enjoy while skiing. Big show. Time for Drop of the Day. Also known as Sounds Various Clips. Gordon, uh, Austin has an exercise for us today. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he wants to play these two original pieces of, of music, I guess, uh, and, uh, and declare which one is dumber, is the word that Austin wanted yes. to use, which is dumber. Okay. Which is less smart. Yes. All right. Let's start off with this. Uh, a toaster, two electric toothbrushes, and a typewriter. What do they have to do with Star Wars?
Okay, so that was literally the sound of toaster, two electric toothbrushes, and a typewriter doing that? Some guy in his apartment quarantined. That's not dumb. That's incredible. Found out that uh, he could match match those up together and play the Imperial March from yeah, that's not, Star Wars. That, that's not dumb at all. That's brilliant. That's a stupid human trick. That's amazing. It's <laughs> not amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, right. I mean, I've heard worse. Sure. But. Okay, so comparing that to a Neil Young parody called Cinnamon Rule. Cinnamon roll. The cinnamon and frosting is what I crave. I like to warm it up in the microwave. My cinnamon roll. I can't even finish it. That is way dumber. <laughs> like that's, that's not even not close. That, bad. that was way dumber. It's not that bad. I, I disagree. Mean- Oh, do you remember the song? Yeah, it's also yeah. terrible. <laughs> well, Something I mean, told me maybe. Gordon would like that one. Yeah. No, I mean I like I like the first one better, I think, but the second one sort of parrots the song nicely. You and Robert Lund get along really well. Oh, except for Robert's songs are like creative and funny. <laughs> can we still play his songs? What happened to his songs? We never play them anymore, can we? He sent us one about Donovan Mitchell a couple, uh, what was that, two years ago? Really? Yeah, you don't remember? He did Donovan Mitch. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, You know, I mean, some of his songs. Which you've gone away from that nickname recently. That's because it it died on the vine, man. You've got to keep it going. It's your deal. This sounds just like that cinnamon roll song. Except for it's, it's Gordon's interesting nickname. But it's still this. It's still dad joke. See, it rhymes. This is amazing. And so is cinnamon roll. Except for that's about a cinnamon roll in the microwave. This is you guys about know Robert, Mitch. so it's blinding you. No, I love Robert. Sure. Oh, Do you love the song? Yeah. Get it's then you gotta love cinnamon roll. No. Come on. I, I'd say the quality on this one is a little superior. Yeah, but this is about a cinnamon roll. I like a real It's the same art. It's jingle. That's what it is. It's a jingle. This guy rhymed, rhymed roll in a hot cup of joe. Yeah, Robert's singing about Dot of a Bitch. Same idea. <laughs> well, it's a parody, of course. I mean, that, that covers a wide swath of things that are out there. So if we're judging which parody was better, Robert Lund's in the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm saying. But is it good music? No. Oh, it, it, it's dumb music. No, no, it's a parody. That's what it's supposed to be. It's the Naked Gun. 
you laugh, but you're like, I should be smarter than this. Oh man, some no. of those old, well, some of those old uh, classics that he did are, are untouchable. You know, remember Barbaro? <laughs> yeah, that one got us in some trouble. <laughs> well, that was classless. But it was, remember, class. Remember the one uh, when uh, those guys got busted up at, at Utah State getting uh, that smoking one was, dope. That one might have been his best one. I mean, that was so good. That was so funny. We come from such different sports radio eras. Oh, please. That's so 90s. So, yeah, it was sports radio and this market was built on that stuff. Come on. Oh, come on. He does, the, you know, the, the he does an Afro Man parody after a running back in, Got it. Uh, in, at Utah State. I've heard them all. I have his CDs at home. I do, too. I Of course. But you can't like Robert Lund's stuff and hate on Neil no. Young cinnamon roll parody. No, because this is his are done at a higher level. But more, it's the and, same thing. And more it's creative. the same thing, but it's done better. Okay. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be like saying, uh, you know, Cinnamon Roll Guy and Weird Al are on the same day. No. Weird, and Al, also, Weird Al's a legend. And also, Jake, if you like the Cinnamon Roll and the Robert Lund stuff, you have to like Fat Elvis comedy. No, that, the pie the, the thing and that Gordon the loves? salt shaker. No, you don't. It's That's, a parody. So you don't have to love all same. parodies. Where's the logic in that? You either like dumb stuff or you like smart stuff. There's, there's well, no I do between. like the Naked Gun movie that you brought up. <laughs> so do I. And I love Robert Lund's song and I love Cinnamon Roll, but they're all dumb. No, they're not they're dumb. Not dumb. I got to agree. Ugh. All right. Well, of go? the three, how, how, I'd how rather listen go? to the toaster and two toothbrushes. Bar, 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 bro. No, stop it. He, it's not okay. What about uh, Weird Al's Amish Paradise? I always found that pretty funny. See? Why is that any different than Neil Young's cinnamon roll? Or remember that old, uh, do you remember the movie UHF with Weird Al where he's saying that uh, she drives like crazy instead of she drives me crazy? All funny. <laughs> no? Don't fat, remember I'm fat. Uh, well, in, the, in this case, we'll, we'll take the Star Wars theme, right? I mean, that, can we hear that again? I don't know if don't that's know. necessary. I'm kind of mad at you guys. <laughs> Why are you? Because you're not making any sense? The only one making sense. This is amazing. You think this guy has a girlfriend? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Several cats. Several cats. And a job where he can work inside and alone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's an Eagle Scout, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show. Don't forget, Jazz Game Night pregame show takes over uh, at 6 right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. I want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. Uh, their New Year special is going on now. Save $1,000 off normal pricing uh, now. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com. That's Davis, uh, davisvisionmd.com. Gordon, I want to get your thoughts uh, going into the jazz pregame here in a moment. But uh, I know I'm out of touch with pop culture. Uh, because I, I don't know who this is, and I feel like I, I'm supposed to, but this is kind of a weird story. Who Austin, who is uh, Ana de Armas? 
Apparently she was dating Ben Affleck. She, no idea. Is she is she the nanny that he uh, left Jennifer Garner? I don't for? know. I, I don't I don't think so. I should probably just Google it. But uh, there was rumors that they had broken up, and now it appears. Uh, I think this was yesterday. That those oh, she the, was in Knives Out. Have you seen Knives I Out? I have seen Knives yeah, Out. She, I, I she's saw. yeah. You, okay, you know her. All right. Well, uh, it, it, apparently that news has been confirmed because they found a life-sized cardboard cutout of her inside Ben Affleck's uh, garbage can. They, they took a picture of him throwing it out. Nice. He had a life-sized cutout of his girlfriend in his house. That you know that struck me as odd. Isn't isn't that weird? Yeah, that's stuff that shows up in your lifetime drama movie they make about you after you've done some things you shouldn't. See, it it seems <laughs> which is worse here because it seems really creepy if Ben had that made to put in his house, yeah. but it seems like really uh, e- egocentric if she did that. <laughs> or or there's a third option. Okay. That, that it was made by a, uh, pr- a promotional company uh-huh, for uh-huh. her for some appearance but or whatever. But someone kept it. And he was so obsessive and creepy about being dating her, he took it and displayed it in his home. Maybe she didn't ask him to. Maybe he just did it. But he didn't make it. So see, what th- I mean? see, that's what I'm saying. I, th- that's he really... didn't pay for it to be made, but he took it from somewhere and displayed it. See, I feel like the displaying it is the key thing here. It is. So is is I feel like that's super creepy, but if she kept it, I feel like that's you know she likes herself. There's a little ego yeah. going there. Yeah. She's, so, did so which somebody, is worse? Didn't didn't one of you guys or somebody on our show didn't we weren't we discussing off air once about whether we would have a self portrait uh, painted of us or not? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. did. I asked and you I guys last yes. week because <laughs> I know somebody who uh someone gave them a gift several years ago. And it was a painting of themselves. Uh, <laughs> commission, they had a commission. It cost thousands of dollars. And this person is, is said, what, struggles with, what do I do with this thing? And so they only put it out when the person that gave it to him comes over. So I was asking what, you guys, what, would you A, have one commissioned yeah. of yourself, and B, would you accept one as a gift? So I got to agree with you where, there. Where, the, where, where, the ego thing is that? better. Where do you store when you're not using it? He keeps it in a closet, yes. <laughs> or she, he or she. They, them. I don't want to give away well, a painting. Was. A painting, like an oil painting, is a bit... I mean, that's getting to the point of... I mean, does anybody do that anymore? I mean, you see photographs sometimes that people have of family members and whatnot, but a, but a real, uh, a genuine article painting? Well, let me let me ask you this, Jake and Gordon. If Ben Affleck had had a painting of her commissioned, is it any less creepy than the cardboard cutout? I feel like, yes, that's less creepy because at least it's like arty. It's feeding a starving artist? <laughs> it's like You're a going re- with the James Harden approach. I'm stimulating the economy. No, it's, but it's like original art and not just a, a print. <laughs> I feel like there's more value to society. Okay, so I I it's more creepy for you. Uh, in uh, Wedding Crashers, when uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson get kicked out of the house and are leaving, remember he's carrying the painting yeah. <laughs> with him. That was a oh, gift, who, Ted. Todd. Yeah, Todd. Todd was. <laughs> that was a gift. That was a gift. Oh man, I don't know. I could see that, Jake. I'm thinking walking in to the Scott home and seeing like a full blown, you know, a, a painting. 
of you? Yeah, yeah. I think it maybe maybe in one of your one of your what one of your cardigans or what, you yeah. know one of your uh-huh. Just with your driving hat on maybe looking sharp and and slightly intimidating is what I would go for. <laughs> Just have a big sword hanging in your belt. Okay, okay. Let me ask you: When was the last time you went into anybody's house and they had a painting of themselves on the wall? I don't know. I haven't gotten into a lot of houses these days. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I can't recall. Oh, well. They just Whatever. shipped a whole bunch out of the White House. Not I, to get political, but I found it pretty funny how many there were. Doesn't, doesn't every president have a portrait? Dozens. What? Dozens. Oh, we're taken? I don't know. What am I behind the times on here? I'm not get, I'm not putting two and two together. Donald Trump, who's, you know. Yeah, I thought he took a bust of Lincoln. Did he take he, portraits? That was too? reported. I don't know if that was, but he had... Up in the White House, in every hall, the walls were covered with pictures of himself. No, really? It's And it wasn't from a tabloid. It was from, well, I guess that depends on who you're asking <laughs> if it's a tabloid or not. But Well, if you're president of the United States, it might be excusable. What? what? Uh, wait, so she, take down paintings know. of former presidents and historical oh, moments oh, and oh, put oh, paintings thought, of yourself I, up? Oh, well, no, that, that part of it. No, I was thinking more about just having pictures. Uh but, uh, of yourself? No, I mean, uh, you're president. You know, don't presidents have that done all the time? George Washington began the tradition sitting for a, a portrait. Yeah, every president's had a portrait. But I can't imagine doing that these days. But you see it, you know, at the corporate level, you'll see some uh, founder or some, you know. Is there a portrait somebody. of you at the, at the Tribune? No. In fact, there is a staff photo at the Tribune, and Gordon's not in it. I remember that story. Where were you that day, Gordo? Uh, probably doing radio. Or just not but, you know, that, that, that reminds me, since we're on this subject, I remember one time we were having a family photo, and we were using it as a Christmas card or something, but it had one relative in it. That uh, wasn't uh, didn't that we didn't want that relative on the car, on the card, so we put a we somehow managed to put a tree over that person so they didn't show up. Like Photoshop felt, felt, a felt, tree, felt, felt kind of, yeah, felt or just crayoled one right there on the, on the card. <laughs> oh man, I don't know, I don't know. Where's the line between? Egocentrism and uh, being Serial narcissistic, yeah. mm-hmm. and be, and being and honoring <laughs> oneself. Some sort. Do you have to be dead in order for that to be okay? I don't know. Hey, we have some jazz news. Uh, Thank real quick God to make this productive. Uh, Joe Ingles will be available tonight uh, for the oh, Utah wow. Jazz, as will Derek Favors. Uh, Elijah Hughes, however, is out with a left ankle sprain. Little update for you. So when you come back from injury like that, how important is it? Can you go full bore, or do you think an athlete needs to be careful not to you know, just be a little TLC on that uh, Achilles? Probably. Or is that counterproductive? You just end up getting hurt worse. Well, uh, with another piece of news, Lonzo Ball will be available for the Pelicans, but they are playing him on a minutes restriction for the reasons you were talking about. I would guess that, uh, Joe, we, uh, we will see him, but maybe not in his full glory. 
I don't want to see Joe in his full glory. There, I knew that was coming. Uh, you, that of was course. a mistake, Vic. It was a mistake because Chester snaps up those opportunities at any <laughs> e- every single time. Oh, come on. That sounded awkward. I thought it. I thought it. I thought it. Chester with his little giggle. Oh, Jake, you want to see Joe Ingles in all his glory? Come on. What else can you mean by that? Chester does it again. <laughs> Drives the point home. In case anybody missed it. No, it's, uh, you know, Joe Ingles is, they've done well without him, though. I mean, but uh, you want to have everybody available, you can. I, I just, if I were him, I'd be a little careful with it. Just because those Achilles are, you know. They don't. Uh, they don't just grow back easily. So, what do you think happens tonight, Gordon? I think the Jazz win this game. Uh, they've got a good, uh, a good flow going right now, and, and you know the games. Even when they win, they haven't been perfect. So Quinn has some things to point out to the guys if they ever have time to work on their imperfections uh, under these conditions. But he's got stuff he can point out to them that they need to continue to stay focused to get better. But I would expect a Jazz win tonight by six points. Wow, that's very uh, exact. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have a great track record after what I said about Trey Young. I, that didn't work out so well. But that he'd have the worst game of his career. <laughs> After we, hey, I, I said this at the beginning of the show because I was there with you. I may not have picked the over on your 38 points or whatever you put it at, but I, I thought he was going to have a nice game and not the worst game of his career. You make one shot, two shots? How many shots? Uh, he had four total points. Uh-huh. I think I it was made one shots. shot. Okay, yeah. have Didn't I predict that he'd have 400 or something? 30 plus, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and look, I mean, Sometimes these weird things happen. I mean, would you have expected Jamal Murray to have the second half that he had the other day against the Jazz after he gets 24 points in the first? I thought he was going to go for another 50. Well, he needed to because he and Jokic are the only players on that team. <laughs> well, no, the Jazz are on a good roll right now. I expect them to win this game tonight. But they, this is the weird thing about the Jazz. They're good enough to beat just about anybody except for maybe the Lakers. I don't know. But they're also fragile enough to, to lose to anybody. And, you know, that's a bit of a cliche. But I think in the Jazz's case, it's true. Yeah, and I that's what think... happens when you depend on shooting the way they do. I don't think they're any more fragile than any other team right now, to be honest. They have, they're tied for the third best record in the league. I know, but this is, I mean, but again, it gets back to the expectation because I when think the many jazz, jazz fans would take third best in the league. Yeah, they, yeah, they would. I think they would. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And five in a row, that's pretty good. It is. Smashing the well. Bucks, Clippers. What other big, uh, big wins? I guess they didn't smash the Clippers, but went over Denver looking pretty good. Yep. they got to even that ride out, smooth that thing out. And if they do that, Jake, then the Jazz will be able to uh, really uh, make their fans feel good about what they're all about. Because even last year we saw indications. where they, remember, Didn't they have a 10-game win streak last year? Uh, <clears throat> something like that. They won like every single game in February or no, 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 January because it was after the Clarkson deal. 
And then you would see them go out and just absolutely lay an egg. And, again, I, I think that's still going to happen with this team. But if they can limit that, uh, and I think they do it with efficiency and consistency. Just go out, play hard, don't play stupid, don't throw the ball all over creation, and and, and take good shots. And chances are you're going to make them. And if the Jazz, as we talked about earlier, they have plenty of shooters and uh, difficult for teams to uh, – to deal with that. All right, Gordo, enjoy your night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All righty. Thanks, guys. Coming up next, Jazz Game Night pregame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. But right now, let's get out to the zone phone. He is our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Been hanging out with us all show and helping our listeners. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, Jake. That's right. We're helping a lot of guys in Utah and around the country with a very sensitive topic. That is erectile dysfunction or any kind of frustration in the bedroom. We have the most two uh, advanced forms of something called acoustic wave therapy, clinically shown to open up gently and regrow blood vessels. Uh, That is what erectile dysfunction is. It's a blood flow problem. Here's the big attraction to this. Guys don't have to take the pill, no injections, no supplements. They get back to, you know, if you're 50 years old, back to your 30s in the bedroom, normal and natural function, and we can do it pretty quickly with just a few treatments. That's got to be uh, really, I guess, um, uh, you, that's got to make a lot of guys happy, going back to normal, spontaneous, having that sort of feeling, uh, you know, not only getting rid of the side effects, but kind of having a normal life again. Yeah, and one of the best parts of my job is to get the feedback from the guys where they say, I had one guy in the other day, he said, Andrew, I do not regret my decision of going forward with treatments. That's that's one. And then sometimes uh, their partners or their wives come in and we hear feedback from them. They're very happy, too. So it's really cool to see that because this is a very important part of a relationship, and we love helping that out. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on that schedule because you're doing a lot right now. We are. We uh, believe in delivering a lot of value. Whether you do the treatments or not, you can take the first step in seeing if you're a good candidate and get a lot of freebies here. Uh, Call us now. The assessment will be free. The exam, the blood flow ultrasound. This is with our medical doctor. Really good information that you probably have not had about your body before. Uh, We'll throw in a little gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. That's great. And new patients get free testosterone. So huge value. Uh, give us a call now. It's all free. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks so much, Jake. Appreciate you. You betcha. Jazz Game Night pregame show kicks off next on the Jazz Radio Network. I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell, I'll be here.